Hi there, this is Jen Lawrence, and you're listening to The Workplace Edit, a podcast for people development professionals, HR executives, and business owners who want to make work a better place to be. On this podcast, we talk about ways to address the talent gap, tackle reluctance to return to the office, deal with employee retention, burnout, discrimination, and other workplace issues, all with a trauma-informed lens. Welcome. Hey there, it's Jen. Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Workplace Edit. I missed uh, podcasting and blogging last week. I'm prepping my home for sale and have had painters and a whole bunch of other workers in. I'm also going through a massive decluttering since I'm hoping to be moving from my large suburban home into a smaller condo or row house in the city as I become an empty nester. So there's been a lot of Uh, archiving and getting rid of lots of stuff. So it's really been like having a second job. Um, And whenever I encounter these kinds of things, whether it's, you know, moving or health or some kind of administrative thing, caregiving, I always recognize my privilege in, you know, having my own business and I get to move my work schedule around to accommodate such things. But I know that a lot of people are not in that situation. Um, And so I'm a big advocate for organizations freeing up time for employees to manage personal events like moving, since it's hard to make good decisions when you're trying to sneak out of a meeting to let the painters in. This isn't about being nice, although, you know, that would be fabulous if people would be nicer and kinder to one another. Um, But I also realize that uh, in our capitalist system, people need to turn a profit to stay in business. And so I'm always interested in exploring um, the profitability side of, you know, letting workers have a little bit more bandwidth to handle the personal things. Because I think we all know that if someone is going through a health issue or a divorce or even something positive like, you know, moving, it's stressful and it involves a lot of third parties that aren't necessarily accommodating. And helping give people a little bit more free time to care give or, you know, just deal with the aspects of life really helps get them back in that prefrontal cortex so they can make good decisions and work collaboratively. So that's really what this is about. I wanted to explore um, the findings of the major UK four-day workweek pilot program that came out last week because... Um, You know, I think when they first started to float the idea of a four day work week, a lot of us that grew up in the, you know, 80s and 90s, um, you know, we just thought this was crazy. You know, how are we supposed to make more money as an organization if people are working less? Um, And, you know, lots of people thought this would fail, but the pilot program in the UK was run by um, Autonomy and the four day week global organizations, and it involved 61 companies and 2,900 employees over a six-month period from June to December 2022. And I've got to say the results were pretty impressive. Um, Revenue increased 1.4% over the trial period. Now, revenue increased 35% when compared to a previous similar time period. So, you know, kind of a year-to-year comparison of a similar time period, they actually saw revenue going up quite a bit. Resignations decreased by 57%. And when you think of the cost of replacing an employee, that's a huge number. 
Um, we know that a lot of people are leaving, especially post COVID because of burnout, because they are dealing with, you know, whether it's a long-term healthcare issue, caring for other people, um, just the business of life. You know, I think post COVID, a lot of people kind of took stock of what's important to them and work is just not rising to the top anymore. And so when employers can find a way to make work life balance better, employees are staying. Uh, 39% of the employees reported being less stressed. 71% had reduced levels of burnout. And again, remember that connection to uh, um, resignations and burnout. 54% of workers said it was easier to balance work with household work. 60% said it was easier to combine work with caregiving responsibilities. And those two things right there, um, disproportionately impact women. Whenever they do studies of who is taking on the lion's share of household work and caregiving responsibilities, it's women. And, you know, part of the problem with the talent gap is that organizations are losing great women because, you know, they're bearing the brunt of things on the domestic front still, even in 2023. And so, um, if, if the, you know, if they need to be at home, they leave work. And so for organizations interested in having women as part of their talent group, and particularly in senior management, where work responsibilities become much more intense, um, these are really powerful numbers. And, you know, organizations with uh, a good representation of women show all sorts of um, good results in terms of, you know, profitability, when you look at women-led companies, when you look at things like some ethical violations and keeping folks in check, having women involved in senior levels, there are, there is some data showing that that is a good thing. So these are very powerful numbers supporting that. Uh, 62% of employees said that the four-day work week positively impacted their social life. And we know that when people have a good social life, they tend to be happier, they get sick less, and they tend to be able to be more engaged at work. So overall satisfaction increased, and there was a positive impact on revenue and productivity. So, you know, these results were overwhelmingly positive. Um, and if you want to see the data, you can go to my blog and, you know, the same topic. I've got some hyperlinks that'll take you to the studies. But um, it certainly made a very strong case for this work week. Um, productivity increased because workers reported feeling more rested and refreshed. And then when they returned to work after a three-day weekend, they were able to focus and work collaboratively and be creative. They were less likely to be distracted or burned out. Um, some workers said that having that extra day off let them pursue hobbies and interests that they might not have had time for otherwise. This increased their sense of overall fulfillment and satisfaction, and that carried over into the workplace in terms of positivity, motivation, engagement. Another factor that increased um, productivity was the fact that workers felt more valued and supported by their employers. You know, we see a lot of really bad stuff about employers these days. Um, you know, exploitive behaviors, these mass layoffs going on in tech, you know, people just suddenly being cut off from their passwords and learning that they've lost a long-standing job that way. So organizations that participated in the pilot program, um, 
and showed that they are committed to helping workers balance their work and personal lives, you know, it started to rebuild that sense of loyalty, of trust, of collaboration. And that led to increased motivation and productivity, which drives the bottom line. Employers reported significant benefits. Um, as I touched on, you know, the most significant was really a reduction of absenteeism and turnover. Workers who participated in the four-day work week reported feeling less stressed and more satisfied with their work. And that led to a decreased likelihood of calling in sick or quitting. And that's a huge cost savings because, again, you can avoid those costs associated with hiring and training new staff. Employers recorded, um, reported increased levels of employee engagement and creativity. Um, one of the interesting things that, you know, when they do these kinds of studies is that, you know, when people are able to pursue interest or hobbies, that often leads to learning and new ideas that can then be applied to people's work. You know, if people are learning to work collaboratively in some sort of social engagement or they're learning a hobby and they're, you know, researching it and engaging those are transferable skills that then come to work. So that can be a really positive side benefit. Um, an increased sense of collaboration and trust with workers and their employer led to more open communication and brainstorming sessions. There were new ideas generated and solutions for organizations. So, um, you know, most of this is anecdotal. Some of it's from these pilots, some of it's from other things. Um, but certainly this pilot program showed you know, in data, all of these positive side effects. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm hugely in favor of this. Um, workers who participated in the pilot reported feeling more connected to their families and communities, you know, and again, that sense of well-being and happiness has ripple effects throughout work and the community. So there are community um, benefits as well. Now, in the past, there have been challenges associated with a shorter week. Um, some organizations found it difficult to implement flexible work arrangements. Um, some can't really adjust their operations to accommodate a shorter work week. You know, if you're a manufacturing organization, for example, you know, the lines run and you need people there. Um, some people were worried that there would be an impact on worker wages and benefits. You know, do we have to take a pay cut? Now, in the case of this particular program, um, there were no wage cuts uh, permitted. And employers also weren't able to say, well, um, yeah, you can work four days a week, but you'll work 10 hours on those days. So the whole point was to not have a pay cut and to not increase the hours on the other days. And they managed to do that successfully. Now, a lot of the success of this particular UK program was due to a carefully crafted training program. So for two months before participants started in this six-month program, they were coached and mentored. Um, they were able to partner with organizations that had successfully implemented four-day work weeks and learn, you know, what succeeds and what fails. Organizations were also encouraged to show a lot of flexibility in how workers did their work. So it wasn't just that like everyone has Fridays off. Um, in some case, there were staggered days off. You know, sometimes they would pick a different day in the week. So, you know, by avoiding that one size fits all approach um, that really doesn't fit anybody, organizations were able to tailor this, you know, idea of reduced labor. Um, 
in a way that worked with their company and organization. So they were set up for success through good program design. And I think it's really important for organizations that, you know, want to try something like this. It's very important that the planning process be done right. And that you are drawing from the experience of other organizations that have done it really well. So I think that, you know, whenever things like four day week work weeks don't work well, it's typically because they haven't really been planned properly. So planning and looking to others who have done it well is huge. So for organizations, um, you know, definitely your organizational learning, HR, training and development, you know, those folks should be extremely involved in this program well in advance of it being rolled out. So the overall findings of the pilot program provide strong evidence in support of a four-day work week. Um, You know, the benefits for workers, employers, and the wider community are pretty clear. And the challenges associated with it can be overcome through careful planning and collaboration. So in the end, 92% of companies are continuing with the program. And that's pretty amazing. Uh, Employees were very pleased with the program. In fact, 15% of employees said that no amount of money would induce them to go back to a five-day schedule. Like they just found this so invaluable. So for organizations looking, you know, maybe dealing with a talent gap issue, they're finding employees are leaving, um, but they, you know, sometimes just throwing money at the problem in terms of pay raises when pay is, you know, at market isn't the solution. Sometimes it is looking at creative ways to get employees what they need. And, you know, 15% of employees are saying that you cannot put a price on the flexibility that this gave them on the benefits of being able to spend more time with family, pursuing hobbies, feeling more rested, feeling less burned out. So I think for HR, this is an interesting opportunity um, and an invitation to explore what else can we offer people other than money that will keep them here and keep them engaged and you know create the kind of ideas that allow companies to stay relevant. So, you know, it's important for uh, employers to take the findings of this program into account. Um, It's not feasible or desirable for all industries, but it certainly is a viable option for many. The companies that they selected, like they weren't just all, you know, tech companies. They came from a huge variety of types of organizations um, to really show that this is a model that can be applied to a lot of the work world. So, It's working for employees and employers. You know, I think we're finding more and more in 2023 that what's good for people is also good for organizations and that work can, in fact, be better for everyone. Um, I think we've seen what happens when work becomes very transactional. Um, You know, you get people who are there when they need the paycheck. They're not necessarily bringing their best ideas. Um, And a lot of them are sort of putting that energy into side hustles because, um, you know, they're just not thrilled with the worker employer relationship and a four day work week can go a long way towards, um, resetting that relationship and rebuilding, you know, commitment on both sides. So if you are a good hearted HR person who is interested in exploring some other ways of doing business, I'd encourage you to uh, reach out to me. You can check out 
all of our content at uh, processdesignconsultants.com. And I hope you have a restful week and are able to balance all of your personal things with all of your professional things. And we will see you uh, next Monday, renovations (laughs) notwithstanding. Um, And uh, we'll see you on another episode of the Workplace Edit. Take care until then. Bye.